Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free, and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Caroline. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, everyone. Today, as of Thursday night, November 5th, 2020 at 5.11, we are talking (laughs) about the 2020 election. I'm saying the date and the time because um, by the time you hear this tomorrow morning, Everything can have changed. That is um, probably the biggest lesson of 2020. Uh, Anything and everything can and will change. Um, So yeah, so Caroline, as you guys know, um, she has co-hosted before. Um, She's involved in North Carolina politics and she has some really good insight on everything that's happened. All we're really going to do is just talk a little bit about the recap. And then honestly, um, after this episode, I probably won't talk again about it until like everything is done because I know I'm a little bit tired and I'm sure everybody else is tired, but I did think it was important to talk about. And I'm sure everybody is um, interested in what we have to say, not because of like who we are, but just different perspectives. Um, Cause that came off really cocky. Did not mean it to come <laughs> off that way. Um, anyway. So let's first talk about Caroline. Can you tell me how you felt the night of? Going in, so I like post on my Snapchat that I had these predictions for North Carolina. I said Trump would win North Carolina, um, Tom Tillis would win North Carolina, but Governor Cooper would stay our governor, who is a Democrat. For those who don't know, and so far I'm I've I look right, I look like I've called it, but um, I I've kind of I kind of went into it thinking that Biden would win. But as the night went on, I kind of felt like I was like, Trump might have this. Like, I kind of feel good right now. Um, I don't feel that way anymore, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Understandable, relatable. Um, So the night of, I was like really nervous. I, so I really didn't know who was going to win. Like, everybody's like, who do you think is going to win? And I honestly did not know because... I mean, I hear as someone who was like actually like boots on the ground, like helping with um, calls, text messaging, doing door to door campaigning. um, I just really did not see this red wave that a lot of my friends who love them to death, but they kind of sort of stuck 
they have a lot of Republican conservative friends. So like, that's all they're hearing really. They're so in a lot of chamber. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are, were, oh, it's going to be this red wave. He's going to win. There's no way. And I just did not feel that at all. I knew it was going to be a close race. I, my concern was that it would be like December and we still didn't know who the president was. And, you know, um, it's looking to be that could possibly be um, the trajectory we're going in. And then as the night progressed, I started to feel a little bit better. And then I went to bed and I was like, when I went to bed, um, President Trump was winning. And then I woke up, which was like three hours because I had to go um, take fly back to North Carolina that next day. Um, so I woke up and I was like, oh, all right. So now they just announced the president, President Trump is president and I'm just going to go about my life. And then I turn on the TV as I'm like finishing packing because I pack um, a couple hours before I leave <laughs> and I'm finishing packing. And it's President Trump giving like a speech talking about how we won, but not really. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. So I like get on my phone because they don't, because it's him, the speech, so I, I can't see the map. But I'm like, whoa, now Biden's winning? And not only is Biden winning, there's still states who haven't been called yet. What is happening? So like all day, so that was yesterday morning, um, Wednesday morning. So all day before I like came home and like, I was exhausted. I slept like all day. Every five seconds, I was like checking the map, like, oh my goodness, what is that? This is so crazy. This is so crazy. And then I went to bed again last night and I woke up this morning. I was like, okay, they definitely have a president by now. It's all over. Like, what a crazy day. And then I looked again and I'm like, okay, there's still no president. Wait, what? Um, So it's just been really crazy. I know that one of the things that someone um, I'm friends with on Facebook posted, and I feel this with my full heart, is like I tried really hard this election season, not just for the president, because that is a very important role, but there's so many other, and we're going to get into that as well. But, um, you know, doing different things like from campaigning to um, doing events to like getting voter research, all this stuff. I've just done so much to help this country that like I, I feel good in the sense of like I did my part. Like whether everybody, it's like the whole group project thing, whether everybody did their part, I don't know, but I know I did my part. And at the end of the day, I know that, um, it's not the end of the world, even though I know it sometimes feels that way. I know it's not the end of the world. Right. It's such a weird feeling, feeling like we've, we've done so much. I'm like, how much more could we possibly do? Yeah. But then we also, so you were in DC and you were all about the SCOTUS squad with students for life. And it was so Ooh. awesome. And I was here in North Carolina and just like, I, we did not project that our legislature was going to gain seats, which we did. And that was not expected at all. We thought we were going to lose some seats, but we gained, we yes. now have 69 Republicans, which is crazy for us. And Again, I can't stress how crazy it is that that happened. And I all credit goes to our House Caucus people. Um, his name is Stephen Wiley. He is incredible. And he, I mean, he, I, I can't even, words cannot describe how much hard work he put into this. Um, but it's, North Carolina is not even like my concern at all right now. Like now that our results are kind of in, I'm comfortable, which I probably shouldn't be, but it's, it's the states like in Wisconsin and Michigan mm-hmm. and Arizona mm-hmm. and Nevada. I'm like, what more could Trump have done? I want to know what, where people just voted 
Democrat over Republican after all Trump has done for their economies. Like that's, I think that's my biggest confusion because I really didn't see Wisconsin going blue and I kind of saw Michigan going blue, but not really. Yeah. And also too, really quick before you, um, before I comment on that, I do want to say this. So as of right now at 517, 11, 5, 2020, it is 253 um, Biden and 214 Trump and um, Nevada, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible. They do not have, um, they are not called yet. Weird North Carolina is not called because I'm pretty sure it was like at 94%. Strange. Yeah, so um, our State Board of Election is reporting. So our North Carolina State Board of Election says that 100% of the votes are in. Uh, but that is just who voted on day of. And I'm assuming early voting. I think we're still counting mail-ins. And our deadline is not until November 12th. So that's oh. next Thursday. So we're not going to have... North Carolina numbers until at least next Thursday um, because mail-in votes are still able to be counted as long as it's postmarked November 3rd. That is crazy. It's okay. nuts. It's, it's, it's going to wow. take a while. Um, I'm not sure about the rules for the other states. Um, they've been saying that Nevada is going to come in. Nevada, Nevada. Sorry if, if you're from there and I'm butchering the name, but um the state that Las Vegas is in is expected. They've been saying that we're going to get numbers from them. I mean, we've the day after the election, we're like, okay, we'll get Nevada. Okay, no, the night of or the night after the day. So now it's like, we'll have it tonight. We'll have it tomorrow. I don't know when we're going to get these numbers because it's all going to go to court anyway. Yeah. I think Trump has already filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania. So who only knows? But I mean... A lot of these places that we're waiting on the numbers for are having problems counting ballots. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. tricky because I know specifically in Philadelphia, I don't know if you've seen it's as of right now, the Philadelphia um, poll workers have kicked all the poll watchers out. So, yes, I heard about that. Yeah. So Democrats and Republicans are allowed to have representatives at the counting of the ballots just to make sure that there's nothing fishy going on and the poll workers are kicking everyone out and they're even going so far as to put up poster board on the windows of the room that they're in so people cannot see in and that's a problem i'm not one to put on a tinfoil hat and be like it's rigged it's all rigged but this it's a little sus yeah yeah there's just a lot of strange coincidences and you're right i don't like to be that conspiracy theorist girl even though i kind of am amongst my friends but it's just there's too many weird coincidences i don't understand what the point of covering the like what's the point of that did they say um i'm i'm going to assume if i put my tinfoil hat on (laughs) that they would be stuffing ballots or changing votes or throwing away trump ballots or you know i I think when what comes to mind for me is what happened um on Wednesday morning in Michigan at like 5 30 a.m. There was that like 130,000 Biden votes that just magically came out of nowhere. And I'm like, you can't tell me there wasn't even one Trump vote in that whole batch of people. Um, and, and so yeah. it's just a little suspicious. 
suspicious and I'm, yeah. I'm, hesit- I'm hesitant to say that there's something majorly corrupt happening, but there's clearly something going on that's uncomfy. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about the magical votes that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so from my research, I, so my thing is like, I, you know, like to hear both sides. I have not found anything that like, no one is like explaining, oh yeah, well it was X, Y, and Z. Like no one's giving me a logical explanation for why, how every single one of those votes could be for Biden. Not even a third party candidate, not even like uh, Mickey Mouse, because you know, he gets votes every year. Kanye West, where was Kanye's votes in that? You know, that's (laughs) so, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, like, this is so unprecedented, and I right. don't know what's going to come of this, because there, we, this has literally never happened before. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, how long it's going to take, how long these um, court cases are going to take, what, what it'll look like in the future. Is this proof that we need voter ID laws? How could we do that with mail-in voting? So it, there are so many things that I'm sure will be legislated in the next four years. So this does not happen again. Right. And also too, I just thought of this, this fits perfectly into whatever theme 2020 is. This just fits right on in. Like it has no, like, Oh, this makes sense that this happened this year. (laughs) 2020 has no bounds. It's arguably one of the worst years. (laughs) No, for real. I just, I like, and at this point, too, I'm just, like, laughing at all the fun memes. People are making memes. And, like, that's the only thing you can do. Because at the end of the day, someone's going to be president. And the team that loses is going to say the other team cheated somehow. Whether they did or not doesn't matter. People are going to say they say that they did. Well, I mean, it does matter in the grand scheme of things. But, like, whether they did or not, people are not going to care. Because the other team is going to say that team cheated. And it's going to be a, a rocky couple of months right after because everybody's going to be mad and on edge um but that's just all you can do is like laugh and make fun i just thought of this though too so you know a lot of the states a lot of people were boarding up for the craziness but nothing really crazy happened i mean there was a little bit of something in dc um but for the most part nothing really crazy happened and i think that's because of how long this is being dragged out so that's a positive coming out of this i think yeah is it like a quiet blessing is that yeah. <laughs> we don't have any yeah. riots? I mean, <laughs> time will tell. If Trump wins, we might be seeing some crazy stuff. But as of yet, I'm all f- I'm all for these lack of riots because I work in downtown Raleigh and I am not. Oh yeah, to- <laughs> I'm not trying to have my building smashed. Oh my no goodness! Yeah, you. yeah. We did have windows. Did they? Um, did you have to go into work on election day? So I did. Um. <gasps> Yeah, I'm I'm not going to disclose where I work. If you know me, you probably know, but I don't want to blur any lines. Yeah. But yeah, we we still go to work. I still work 8 to 5 and uh whether there's a protest or not, I'm working. <laughs> so Okay, well, stay safe. We have we have some great uh security where I work. So okay. I am 100% safe where okay, I that's am. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And my boss my- is really cool after the um after all the protests in June and July, I was able to work from home because he was a little nervous 
about everything. She was like, yeah, just stay home. (laughs) Yeah, Raleigh was really, honestly, North Carolina, Charlotte was even pretty bad. And, like, I feel like Charlotte was not like that, but Raleigh was really bad. Raleigh was bad. Yeah, it looked like the purge. It was real bad. I mean, everywhere was shut down. Boards on every single window. And if there wasn't a board, it was smashed. The courthouse oh had smashed things. I'm like, of, of all the places to go riot, that's not where I want to go because the Wake County Courthouse serves as a detention center. So oh, I'm like, Lord. It's not, a sh- it's not a short drive if you get arrested. <laughs> right. Or it is a short drive. I'm going to say it's not a long drive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a blessing in disguise. There was no riots <laughs> that night. Um, and honestly, like, the way this is dragging out, I don't want to say people are, are going to stop caring because that's – impossible but I just feel like people at least for I've felt it like before I was like (gasps) and then now I'm kind of like hmm hmm." you know like I'm just not as like so I feel like everyone's going to start being like that too eventually so maybe the night that they announce it everybody will be just so tired they'll people will be angry and upset but they won't like riot that's what I'm hoping I don't know um <laughs> yeah it seems like emotions have kind of died down yeah on our side I mean I felt the same way I was like oh no if Biden becomes president we are doomed not like a doomsday prep or anything but like oh crap like I really don't want Kamala Harris as a VP like I'm more afraid of her than Joe just oh, because same. she is so radical yeah but once I saw that we maintained the senate we gained seats in the house we have a supreme court like Joe Biden could can do nothing. So I'm like, I'm at the point where either way it goes, I'm content. I'm happy and not, well, happy would be a loose term, but I'm (laughs) I'm comfortable because my local elections went the way I wanted them to. And the president doesn't have enough power to take that away from me. Um, So I'm very excited with that. But uh, that brings us to, we heard for months that a blue wave was coming. And I would like to know where the blue wave went. Mm-hmm. It did not make landfall. <laughs> um, <laughs> because we've maintained the majority of the Senate. As of now, at least. Um, yeah. Because some, they're still counting. But it, I mean, we, we lost Cory Gardner, which is, that's a bummer. But I hate to say that it was expected. But we picked up a seat in Alabama. So that negates any loss that we had. Yeah. Joni Ernst won. That was hotly contested. Tom Tillis won. Hotly contested. I was so happy to hear that. I was I was nervous. I was I mean, so happy to hear that. Can you imagine Kiss and Cal going to D.C.? I just, I, oh, God. And to be honest, at one point during the night, he was winning, and I was so confused. I was like, did, who voted for him? Who, who voted for him? It's the New Yorkers who moved to North Carolina, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into gonna, that. I was gonna say, don't get me started on that. Do not get me started on. Yeah, we have a lot of North people Carolina. migrating to North Carolina, and they're really trying to change the political game here, but it ain't working. And yes. then the Grim Reaper himself won by thirty plus votes. Mitch McConnell. I mean, you can't take him down. He's he, he's indestructible. The man keeps I'm, winning. Amy McGrath, his opponent, put in over a hundred million dollars into that race, and he still lost. That's she still crazy. lost. Crazy. What that's a loser! Crazy. Wow. And then, that speaking of money, 
Jamie Harrison, who is running against Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, also put up a hundred thousand, more than a hundred um, million dollars. I mean, and lost. How That's do you do that? Crazy. How do you put I, up that much money and lose? I mean, I can't even imagine how they felt when they lost too. That must. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know how they felt, but I know how I felt. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really interesting again because it's all these democrats calling for campaign reform or campaign finance reform and i'm like y'all are the ones with all the money yeah it's not us i can tell you from working in state politics that we don't have nearly the funding that the democrats do yet we no. continue to win it's called but it shouldn't shock anyone that we're the ones responsible with our money and we know how to spend it <laughs> It shouldn't. That is part of uh, being a conservative. Yeah, capitalism. I'd say (laughs) another thing I want to say too is I really do think like voter contact makes a huge deal, and a lot of the Democrats they weren't really doing that um, because of the coronavirus, so they were kind of just like being a little bit more lackadaisical on that than we were. I feel like um, we a lot of people went out and you know did more person to person holding meetings and things like that than um than the other side and i think that makes a huge no matter how much money you put on it people care more if you say hey how can i help you like what can i do for you as opposed to like just throwing this money in their face right well and it's also republicans if you watched any of their campaign speeches, they were really coming from a place of hope. They were coming from the, we want people to succeed. We want this for people and coming at it from like this, we can do this. We can get out of this COVID funk. We can do X, Y, and Z. And Democrats were like, we're all going to die. They're taking our health care. They're going to take away abortions. You know, they're going to kill the environment. And None of that's true, and no one's buying it. No one bought into this, the fear-mongering of the left, this election, and it shows. I mean, except for the Trump and Biden race, I can't think of many places where Democrats actually succeeded other than maybe Arizona and Michigan. Yeah. Because, I mean, Susan Collins up in Maine was not expected to win re-election. I mean, people pretty much everyone was projecting she would lose and she won if that says anything and that was crazy right there (laughs) and then Georgia going into the runoff I mean this is literally one of the craziest elections I've ever seen but it's Republicans are winning and we were told we were going to lose yeah I think that's really encouraging what you're saying because I know a lot of people are like looking at the presidential races and they're like oh my god this is so uh but once we look at more of like the state on the state level um and as well as like in the house and the senate we did a a fantastic job oh yeah it's I'm I'm amazed by the lack of coverage over the state legislators, too. I don't know if I've said this yet, but every Republican state-led legislature in the country stayed red this election. Not a single legislator flipped blue. Oh, I did not know that. That is great. It is some great, great news. So we can expect uh, no no crazy economy shifts for the American people. And they know that. They know that (laughs) things happen on a state level and that the... Everything else doesn't truly matter. So that was really exciting. But I think what you and I were most excited about was that at least 30 Republican women are making their way to Congress this year. Yes, yes. That, I mean, 
I, oh, that I think is great. Um, future female leaders, they have been saying all year, this is the year of the conservative woman. And it really, like, it is. This has been a great year for us conservative women. We have excelled, I feel like, beyond imaginable. And what's also crazy is that we are women that are conservative. And that goes against the whole, like, oh, conservatives are just old, rich, white men. Like, hello, we're here. We're women. And it's, that's so great. Yeah, it's, it is so crazy to me. 11 of the pro-life women that won are incumbents. Um, And then we have 13 new Republican women coming into the house. And those were not that, like, that wasn't expected. Some of them were, but let me, quite a few people flipped the Democrat held seats to Republican. And that's Maria Salazar from Florida. um, Yvette Harrell from New Mexico. Michelle Fishbach from Minnesota, Nancy Mace in South Carolina, that was a big one, Stephanie Bice in Oklahoma, Ashley Hinson in Iowa, and Nicole Maliotakis in New York, um, who I also believe ran for mayor of New York, or she ran for somewhere in New York City, either in 2016 or, I want to say 2016, and she lost, so that's that's huge. But these were all Democrat-held places, and all of these women. Oh, I love it. One and these are all pro-life women too, so I'm all for it, especially because they're going to take on Nancy Pelosi, which, yeah, <laughs> Nancy yeah. Pelosi, yeah, and um, which that's yeah. a big loss for her because she was the one projecting all of these wins. This is a huge loss for her, and I will be shocked if she stays Speaker of the House and head of the Democratic Party in this way because she she did not win. Like she, they're Democrats on the losing side of this. Yes, Democrats have maintained the House of Representatives, but they ultimately lost races that they needed to win. Yeah. Yeah, because they, so I'm looking at the uh, decision desk right now, and they lost five seats, and we gained five seats, but they're still at the majority, or they're still have more than us. It's not, it's not finished yet. That's what, according to decision desk. And according to 11, um, on 11, 5, 11, November 5th, 2020 at 535, right now, um, the Republicans gained five seats and Democrats lost five seats, but they're at 203 and we're at 186. Um, but that's still fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we have I'm just ways to go because there's still eight races of pro-life women that have yet to be called because they're so close. Yeah. So we could be adding as many as eight just to Congress, and those are just women. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is crazy. Like, the Republican woman is on the rise. We have been saying this for a long time, but it's finally happening, and I think it's because Republican women have been so sick of the liberal left telling us how we are supposed to vote, what we are Mm -hmm. supposed to think. And if you do that enough and you push us enough, we're going to fight back and Republicans are fighting back. It goes against the nature of a conservative to fight back in general. Morton Blackwell of the Leadership Institute, he held this conference a long time ago and he had it's a Republican think tank. So he had two Republicans arguing, but he said, you're going to be the Democrat. You're going to be the Republican. And the leadership Institute teaches you how to argue effectively as a conservative. And so this demo, the person pretending to be a Democrat went crazy and was attacking and attacking. And the Republican just kind of froze because we are taught that we are supposed to maintain a level of respect for people. And that's not what 
has been happening what the left has been doing to us and the Republicans are finally finding that voice and saying, you know what? No, we're, we're done playing by the nice kid rules. We're going to play by your rules and we're going to beat you at them because that's Mm -hmm. what we do. Yes. And I think another thing adding to that, I think another thing that has like really for me, what I love seeing and what I think has gotten a lot of women off their butts and like on the campaign trail is seeing that we're not represented. All of these these women, these liberal women that are talking about how they need abortion, about how they are so oppressed, about how they absolutely, um, how uh, oh, the, the whole Equality Act thing, which we can get into another day, but <laughs> trying to um, allow, you know, men... It, uh, biological men and women's sports taking away the chance for biological women to succeed. So we see this happening and it's like, okay, wait a second. This is not like, I can't sit here and watch this and not do something about it. And I think a lot of women that have run are like, they're just tired of seeing that and they need someone who's going to represent their beliefs and their interests. Uh, Cause also too, sometimes it seems as if some of the men aren't doing it that well either. Not that they aren't capable. And I do think it's great to have men in leadership, but I think that sometimes like, it just feels like sometimes the men just aren't doing and saying the right things. And when it comes to like things like abortion, men are shut down so much. We do kind of need a woman, even though I believe men should definitely be allowed at the table. I do think we do need a woman because they're not going to listen to a man. They just want to listen to other women. Right. There's something to be said for women speaking on pro-life issues because that's all of the liberals tend to think that only the white Republican men are pro-life. And I'm like, no, like (laughs) you've got it all wrong. So when we stand up for life, I mean, they lose their minds. How could you? How could you do this? And we're, we're sick of having to be on the defensive. So now we are being on the offensive and we are exactly. attacking their ideas and we are getting down to the roots of their arguments that are not feminist at all. Um, and I think that's another th- reason why Republican women are really stepping up to the plate. It's because we have constantly let liberal women speak for us or yeah. tell us what's going on. And we've always heard, you're just voting the way your husband or the man in your family thinks, or you're, you're just not educated. And Republican women were like, okay, bet. Like, I, I'll run for office and you'll see right. what happens. Right. I'll show, I can show you better than I can tell you. And I would love, I would love for all of these liberal women to come into a household like mine where my husband doesn't tell me what to think. Oh, it would be a bad day for my husband if he told me how to think. And likewise, it's the same if I did that to him. He would be like, are you, like, you're kidding. <laughs> and I think that, um, I think that people have taken old ideas and think that that is exactly how things are going today. And they don't understand that like the girl in your class that in your, um, I'll say in your biology class that is really quiet and isn't speaking up. She's probably a conservative and she's just as smart as you. I think that's the other thing too. They think that people are just like women specifically are just these little dumb puppets. The ones that, uh, let me rephrase that. The ones that do not agree with them are little dumb puppets. But like the reality is, um, you know, your, we 
are just as smart as everyone. We're in the same classes. Like, we are doing the same things. Not saying that you have to, if you're in biology, that only makes you smart. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, we're just as intelligent. We have gone to school. We have done many, we hold high positions in other fields, not just politics. It's just we think about things differently. We have a conservative mindset. Well, and it's so crazy, too, because they want to say how stupid we are, yet we're the ones that are talking facts. We're not, I'm not going to poach your emotions to make you be pro-life. I'm going to tell you when life begins to make you pro-life. I'm going to use basic human common sense to prove you wrong. Right. It's, it's, a, it's not a matter of how smart I am. There are right. people who have never gone to college, maybe didn't even finish high school, that are incredibly intelligent. Absolutely. What the letters next to your name, the degrees or diplomas that you have don't mean anything when it comes to common sense. Right. And which a lot of people lack, but continue. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But <laughs> your your uh women's studies degree does not make you an expert in women's issues cuz Right. I don't believe there are women's issues, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know if you've seen this image floating around Instagram too. I've seen it shared by a couple of people. Actually, let me pull it up, but it is probably one of the most egregious things that I've seen come out of the left. Um, it's this, it's some dumb image, but it says with all this division and stress going on, no matter what happens tonight, no matter who you are, family, friends, etc., I still think less of you for voting Trump. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so, uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I've seen variations of that. Um, it was this girl I'm friends with on Facebook. She posted this long thing that then she said, and if you voted for Trump and you're my family or friend, F you. Yeah. And okay. it's like, dang, like, and the thing, and what I hate about all of that, what you said, what she said, and a lot of people's sentiment is like, there's people who like legitimately you have known for years that have helped you, that have cried with you, that have loved with you, that have done this. And for one disagreement, you decide that they are like worthless and like they're not good people. That just blows my, how can you allow this one thing? Because also here's my other thing too. I'll say for myself, like people who know me, who like know me, know me, know that I genuinely care about people and I want what's best. Like I'm not one of those people that, um, like I'm not a selfish person. I really do everything that I believe. The reason why I'm pro-life is not just for me, not for the whole, oh, it's cute, or the whole birth thing. No, it's, I legitimately think we should not allow the government to define when life begins, because that can, like, that can spiral. Tiny things like that. So, like, people who know me know that for sure. So, if someone that really, really knew me said that, that would really, honestly, that would hurt. The people who know me, know me, that are on the left, for the most part, they have all saved my friends and been, like, I am super blessed. Um, they have been my friends and they have not really said anything too crazy out of pocket. Um, but like if they were, that would really hurt because if you know someone and you know how kind they are, you know um, all the other things that they believe, you know how hard they work to help and you believe that you say that, that is all. I just don't understand how you can think that's okay. Yeah. And it's so crazy because one of the things that I think is so great about America and can be found in not many other places in the world is that we have this peaceful transition of power. So 
Every yes. four years, we have maybe a new president, sometimes not, but for the most part, every four to eight years, we will have so- definitely every eight years, we'll have someone new in the White House. And it is a seamless transition. January 20th, one goes and one comes in. It, it's so simple. It's so easy. And we accept the results. But what we're witnessing now is we're seeing people not accept results. I mean, not including all of this like alleged voter fraud and all the sketchy things happening. Right. I am content if Joe Biden is declared the winner and he has proven the winner and the Electoral College agrees that he is the winner. I accept that. I will be okay. I yes. will fight tooth and nail to make sure that in 2024, he is not reelected. Yes. But I will not go riot. I'm not going to disown people in my family. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to be crazy and think I'm dying. I'm not going to stockpile weapons. I am not going right. to be insane. I'm going to accept it for what it is. And what I'm seeing is that not only will liberals not accept it for what it is, they won't accept you for who you are. And that's really scary yes. because I have the person who shared this is someone that I considered family. And I was like, oh. this is extremely disappointing to hear from you because you know me. And so you should know that I am a good person. I always put others before me. I am always compassionate. I can understand anyone's situation and be empathetic to that. So for you to sit there and say that you think less of me because of who I voted for is wholly un-American mm-hmm. and goes against everything our founding fathers really believed in. Yeah. I agree. Dang, I'm sorry that that it was someone that you knew personally. Yeah, it's just it's really sad that this is a state of politics. Yeah. And the only thing I can tell people to do and something I am having to do is I just have to be above reproach. I have mm-hmm. to be what they are not being. Yes. I have to. I agree. I definitely think that no matter what happens, we definitely even if we win, we shouldn't gloat. Because at the end of the day, it was by God's mercy and grace if we win. Like, let's be honest. Looking at this thing now, it's going to take a miracle. Um, So we shouldn't gloat. And also, if we lose, we, like you said, accept it. And we go about our life and we continue to be, like you said, above reproach. And I do think that's one thing I do love about being a conservative woman for the most part. Because obviously, you know, there's outliers in every party. Um, But for the most part, we are classy and we keep our head held high and we just keep going because tiny things like the pro-life, well, not tiny, but things like the pro-life movement, no matter who is in office, we still have to keep going. We still have a fight on our hands Um, and other issues, too, that are um, that can be determined or that can be affected by the president, no matter who's the president, there's still work to do. Well, Um, it's because we don't live in the now. We don't, we see the bigger picture. I can see that if Biden wins, we can win back the White House. We will win back the White House. Yeah. Because liberal policies don't work. Yeah. And we're going to fight harder. Someone made this comment. One of my friends, he was like, if we do lose, I mean, that will be terrible, but that will cause us as like conservatives to fight harder. So it might be better for us. Like we might, we might've gotten a little lackadaisical, even though I don't think we did, but I think everybody fought really hard, but I think this will be a good kick in the pants that we really need 
to win back the White House um, and to get back our country. That's just really funny that he says that because when I was a freshman in college, I went to Marshall University before I transferred to East Carolina. So I was in West Virginia in 2012. And I worked my tail end off to make sure that Mitt Romney won West Virginia. And it was the first time in a like over a hundred something years or maybe ever that the entire state went red. All 55 counties of West Virginia went red. And wow. we have, we were so excited about this, but unfortunately Barack Obama did win reelection and all of my friends were crying. And I sat there and I'm like, guys, it's okay. Like this, it, this is a democracy. This is just the way the cookie crumbled this year, but this should serve as motivation. And right. I think that this election should also serve as motivation, A, because we, we're we winning, not maybe not on the presidential level, but state level. And yeah. as far as Senate and the House go, we're winning. Republicans yeah. have nothing to worry about. We just have to do better with our candidates. And we've got... We've got to, I, th- I think one of Trump's biggest things that he did right was saying, listen, I don't like Obamacare. I don't like the ACA, but I do believe we should cover pre-existing conditions because that's going to bring over a lot of moderates. Yeah. We've, we've got to appeal to the moderates. I'm not saying to give up our principles for the moderates. I'm saying let's tell them that they matter and that we are willing to compromise because Democrats are not willing to compromise. Right. And I think, and then after this, we should talk about one thing and then wrap it up. Um, but I agree. I think that we definitely should do a little bit better job at talking about people, talking to people about what they care about. Because I do think sometimes we talk about all these like lofty things that we care. Like, I think like political people, we care about everything and we all have our own like super exciting issues. But I think just the average American, they only care about certain things. And I don't think that we as conservatives do a good job conveying it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think people know that um, President Trump wanted to keep um, pre-existing conditions. I do not think people know that. But they don't know that because I don't. I mean, how often do Republicans talk about health care? I feel like we don't. I mean, we do, but like not as much as we not as much as the left, for sure. I know that for a fact. They talk about that a lot. And I think that we just got to do a better job at getting our message out. And I think that's one thing that at least I learned a lot in this uh, whole election season and with how close it is. I knew it was going to be close. I didn't really want it to be close. And I feel like it shouldn't be close. But that just shows that we're not um, we our message isn't really um, getting out the way we need it to, or people just aren't, I feel people just aren't understanding it or we're, we just need to reevaluate maybe. Is yeah. What I'm and trying it doesn't help that the media just is on a witch hunt for Trump. I mean that too. Um, <laughs> can be a whole other episode, but I mean, there are things that Trump has done that have been quite incredible and have been very uniting and that the media won't cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, where's Hunter Biden? Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay, two seconds on that. I honestly don't know. Any of my friends that are left leaning have no Like, if I brought that up, they have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm, that I'm so grateful awful. I haven't seen anything. I am so grateful that no one has <laughs> sent me a link. I am so grateful. I've The tweets are enough. I don't need to see anything. The selfies are not enough, especially with the potato of the camera he has. So yes, yes, whatever. Understandable. He's such a loser. This whole that whole thing is crazy. <laughs> 
can't believe, like, I honestly can't believe people aren't talking about it. Like, or people are, but I just feel like only conservatives are talking about it. And that bothers me to no end. I'm like, this is important. And this should have really come out. He gets the help he needs. I really hope that he can get into a good rehab. I, re- I really, truly hope that he gets his life turned around. Um, because, because it's what's happening to him is really sad. And what, what he's going through, it's, it's not normal. And I, I feel horrible for him that his escape was through drugs and prostitutes and taking money from Russia. But I like, I, I truly hope he gets the help he needs. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But no, also I he needs to be held accountable for his actions. And I so know, does I was about to say Joe that. Biden. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I my heart truly goes out to the family, and I really don't think it's a good idea when people, um, you know, when it was brought up during one of the debates. I don't think that was okay. Um, but I do think there needs to be accountability, um, for his actions, and it sounds like he needs more help as as opposed to like you know hard time. Even though I think maybe you can do both. I don't really know, but I he definitely needs help, and I do think someone needs to. It needs to be brought more to light, at least. Um, Joe's role in it as someone who um, is, you know, running for president. I do think that that should have yeah, been a little bit more going to be be president. Um, yeah, I will be shocked if there is not some sort of investigation that is launched. Um, but maybe he can pardon himself. I don't know. Yeah, and God forbid, then Kamala would be president. What if that's part of the plan? Oh my goodness. I just came up with a conspiracy theory. Tinfoil hat. Let me go get it. Put it on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What if that's part of the plan? Okay. Anyway, let's, let's move on before I I go down a rabbit hole. Um, I don't even want to think about that right now. (laughs) Last thing I do want to talk about is we had a win um, for life um, in Louisiana. So Louisiana Amendment 1, um, people voted yes, and it would add language that um, into their constitution that does not protect abortion as a right, and it is not required to fund it. So that is amazing. Um, that's the only pro-life thing I've seen so far. I had um, a girl tell me, I haven't looked into it yet, but um, one of my friends on Instagram, she told me, I say friends, I have a lot of people on Instagram I've never met in real life, but like (laughs) we talk all the time. Anyway, um, she told, she's from New Jersey and she said that um, they just made uh, abortion legal through all nine months. So that's a negative, but a positive is, um, and this is the only one I've seen so far. So hopefully there'll be more once everything is, the dust has settled is that Louisiana took out the, um, took out the protection of abortion and it is not required to fund it. So that is amazing. That is so good. We just need the rest of the 50 states to do that. Um, What's even more amazing is that according to voting counts or voter counts is that more people voted on that issue than for president. (gasps) What? Oh, I love that. I did not know that. Oh, that's so great. What's what's so great is that it was an overwhelming majority of people. I want to say it was somewhere in the 60% of um, people voted for it. And that's that's amazing. Just first of all, recognizing that life is winning. That's fantastic. But what's even better is that the idea that you are not entitled to abortion. Abortion is not a right. Yes. Killing someone's not a right. 
Amen. That is a huge, huge win for life. I really hope other legislatures are able to put something like that on ballots across the country because I would love to see life start winning. And if not something like that, something like restrictions on abortions because there's there's no medical ne- medically necessary reason to have abortion after 20 weeks. None. And so yes. I, if, that's, if that's the restrictions we can get in the next four years, I will happily take it. Yeah, I think that um, this will open doors um, for other states to do something like this. And I think because of all of the um, Republicans that were elected, especially the pro-life Republicans that were elected um, in different uh, in like the state Senate, in the House and in state. Uh, elections too I think it's possible that it can be passed yeah my my the only thing that makes me nervous is I know that that is going to be challenged um in front of the Supreme Court so this will be the first time that we see the Supreme Court rule on this but if they go based off of stare decisis um the, uh, it will be ruled unconstitutional so that'll be interesting to play out but I think it speaks a lot to how the people believe uh about life like where people stand yeah, I've done um, a few different calling things and voter questions, and you'd be surprised how many people are pro-choice, but when you say um, late-term abortion all the way up to nine months, they're like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. Um, and, you know, I'd rather them say they're pro-life 100%, but I think that is, people are realizing, like, the nine months, that's a, like that's extra, that's too much. And I think if we can get, like, Start from where people are. We can get them to do that. Then eventually we can start pushing it um, back and, you know, change some hearts and some minds. But I and I think that is one thing that um, is going to hurt the left if they keep pushing this late term abortion, if they keep pushing um, and uh, keep voting against Born Alive Acts, which don't, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, if they keep doing that, I think that's really going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, it's just. I mean, just wrapping this all up in a bow, Republicans are winning, life is winning, and so what, we might have a Democratic president, but hey, I mean, at the end of the day, the GOP can chalk this up as a win on many levels, except for the presidential race, and there's something to be said for that. And I'm very excited to see what the future holds, even if even if the White House doesn't exactly look the way we want it to. Um, I think I think the midterms are going to be something to behold. Oh, absolutely. Because that's just that's the way politics works. But 2022 midterms, I'm I'm ready to see another red wave take over because we could possibly take the house. Yeah, I think so, too. A hundred percent. Whatever happens in these next two years, I, we could definitely take the house. Keep the faith um, and always keep your faith in Jesus. That's that's <laughs> that's all we could really remember is that, a, you know, doesn't matter who's president. Jesus is king. So, amen. I was literally just about to say that, but you just the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Everyone remember Jesus is king no matter what happens. And God is in control no matter who is um, president. Like, we have to rest in the fact that, like, God allowed that to happen. And it's yeah, his doing. You don't doing have, to have faith in government. Just have faith in God. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good quote. You don't have to have faith in government. Just have faith in God. Let's end on that. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Um, oh, a reminder. Make sure you rate, like, comment, subscribe. Do all that jazz. We have some super cute merch available on the site. 
um, donate to the to the uh, pads and tampons fund. At the end of this month, I'm going to go and use the money and purchase a bunch of ta- pads and tampons for my local um, women's shelter. Anything else? Anything else? I think that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.